Good Wednesday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's great to be with you live in downtown Charlottesville. We are in the uh, shadows of Thomas Jefferson's University of Virginia in a hop, skip, and a jump from everything that is Charlottesville, Albemarle County, and Central Virginia. Um, Judah Wickhauer, the director and producer of this talk show, Keith Smith, the star of the show. It airs anywhere you get your podcasting and social media content. It's archived on realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Judah Wickhauer, studio camera, studio camera, studio camera. Keith Smith, looking distinguished and ready to rock and roll. It's great to be back, my friend. It's great to have you back. Oh, it's very great to be it's back. It's great to have, great to have your cross around. Especially I'm, where I was. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I... Uh, I, I missed our chats. I was uh, getting a little bit of uh, withdrawals there going on there. Same. So uh, I want to do, a, you, you talked about the partners tab for Real Talk with Keith Smith. I want to give a little extra special shout out to ISC, um, Interstate Service Company. And, and the reason I'm doing that is, and we'll talk a little bit later, but there was a great report that came out, and anybody can Google this, about the 2024 generational divide in ownership. This is between boomers and millennials. But th- at the end of the day, and this report was put together by Leaf Home, they talk about that folks are staying in their homes a little bit longer. Keith and Yona Smith would be one of them. But what they're doing is they're not making these upgrades that are kind of required for today's market, right? So because interest rates are what interest rates are, folks are not moving into a home unless it's in really good condition or in particularly updated if your house is 30 years old. So so you need to pull down the tab, reach out to them or reach out to us and we'll connect you with them if you want to kind of bring your home up up to speed because that's what the buyers want. They're they're buying, but they also don't want to go ahead and... um, and go through the renovation process or the renewal <coughs> process once they get in. Interstate Service Company, a home's best friend, ISC, a home's best friend. John Blair, welcome to the show. Kate Sharps, welcome to the program. Bellamy Brown, welcome to the program. Hey, Bellamy. Hey, simplify um, A lot we want to cover on today's show. We have some Dave Norris news. Yeah, in super fact, Dave. <laughs> Dave Norris will be in the studio on Friday yeah. with Neil Williamson, the president of the Free Enterprise Forum. Why don't you set the stage here for Dave Norris? Yeah, so um, as I refer to Dave as Super Dave, and I think we may have a, 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 little, a little picture to show up. For those of us that have been around for a while and remember, remember the act, this was back in the 80s and the early 90s. It was a, a guy that he called him Super Dave, and he did all these kind of evil Knievel, oh, yeah. goofy kind of stuff. But anyway, so my new moniker for him is Super Dave. But he's took on a great uh, role. He's taken on... Ex- Executive Director of the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors Foundation. 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 And you could not think of anybody that is more foundational than Super Dave. Oh, he's very foundational. So, and he's definitely got the right people. I will tell you, as one who wears the the chairman hat of a land trust and an affordable housing uh, nonprofit, I'm excited about it. Um, I don't want to take his thunder away. They're going to talk about strategic plan, how they're going to raise money and give me money so we can put houses, people in <laughs> in, in How did I know it was going to go there? Of course. Uh, we make magic happen, and you need capital to make magic happen. So we're excited. Excited about it. Uh, Neil's going to be here also and kind of kind of add a little flavor to it as Neil usually does. But I'm excited about Friday. Friday's going to be a lot of fun. And on Fridays, I'm trying to get these kind of duos together for the foreseeable future. So I've got, 
I got a couple of new ones coming up that will kind of tap out as, tap, excuse me, tap folks on the shoulders as we're moving on. What are you going to give them the rear naked choke? Is that what you're tapping them out? Say that again now? The rear naked choke. It's an MMA move. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever watched anything like that of professional wrestling. You've never seen MMA? Never seen any of it. Huh? I got a cousin who, who actually fights in it. But I've never actually seen it. It's a, it's a spectacle for, for the eyes. We'll leave it at that. And, and you know, I'm an MMA, MMA fan, to be frank here. So Dave Norris, now working for the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors. Well, actually the foundation, right? Well, is the foundation not a... Well, we're going to let him tell us that story. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, but it, it, I believe it's a se- separate 501c3. Okay. So we don't want to take... Oh, I think you're right. I don't want to take his thunder away from it. As a separate board, a separate executive director, I'm sure there's some connection or interconnection just as these things usually are. Will Dave Norris be the tallest person in car? Ooh, probably. Well, maybe Matt Neese. We'll go Matt Neese one, oh, Dave yeah, Norris yeah. two. That, that, you know, there's a show. Yeah. Stand back to back and see who's taller. So, Matt might put his high heels on, though. Oops, Matt. did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Neese. We love you, Matt Neese. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, we're, we're super excited about it. This has been a couple of years in the making. Do me a favor, tag Greg Slater. Michael Guthrie, by the way, uh, and a bunch of other folks, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation with folks like that uh, to push the needle forward. This has been a long time in the making, and I think they're at the right place at the right time to make some, uh, to make some magic happen. I, I, I'll, I'll start off with this. I, I, as the land trust, went to an um, a, uh, auction yesterday. First time... In seven years, according to the city officials I was talking to, that there was a tax delinquent sale. Oh, where was it at? Uh, at the courts. The court uh, well, no, no. Can, I meant the... Oh, uh, 217- Oh, God, you would have to ask me that. Hang on a second. 217... I brought my paperwork with me. Chris Fairchild, welcome to the program. Hey, we love you, Chris Fairchild. Going, Chris. Love you, Chris Fairchild. Hold on a second. You would have to ask me that. It was there... 217, blah, 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 Oak something, Oak Street, I believe. Where was it, in the city? Yeah, it's in the city. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You think I would have that? And okay. there was a auction? Yeah, I have the deed in front of me, so it was 217. Uh, yeah, it was a tax delinquent auction. Had 150 people there. Well, we, give us the play-by-play. Play-by-play was, as the auction went in, I had a $200,000 cap uh, in and a fraction of a second, it went to 250, and I said bye. <laughs> Turned around and walked away. I think it sold for 300 grand uh, on it. So it's a little different. It's 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 not an actual auction. It doesn't sell. You make a you make an affidavit that you pay that amount of money, and you got to go to the judge, and then it actually gets sold. But but you know I don't know. So whoever bought it, I wish them all the luck in the world. I did my homework. Had Miss Utility mark everything out. Had Shimp Engineering do a layout. We spent time figuring out what we can do with it with the land trust as far as units count go, which is five, is maximum on the property. Where's it located? Um, you would ask me that. It, like I said, it's 217 uh, Oak, Oakmont Subdivision on Dice, on the corner of Dice and Oakmont Street. Okay. It, it's it's a bunch of lots. This is lot number fifteen. So I know it by lots lot fifteen in it. It's a teardown. But anyway, it, I hope it works out okay for the gentleman that bought it. Uh, Three hundred grand. I just don't know how you're going to make that math work, particularly since I've been reviewing our fund document. 
that we've been waiting <coughs> on. What do you got there, Keith uh, Smith? Which is the development review procedure manual for the city of Charlottesville. So I'm going to be real interested to see what Neil wants to dig into that. And if you notice my two little pink and yellow things. You love those. I love those. It helps simple people keep things simple, which is me in a nutshell. But it's interesting, and this is what I've been waiting on. So they're defining a development plan into two halves, and it's usually how these things work. And I don't want to geek out on you, Jerry, but um, there's a minor subdivision and a major subdivision, or a minor development plan and a major development plan. Make a very long story short, minor is two units or below. When you go over two units, it becomes a major site plan. That is an extensive amount of work. And basically, you need to hire architects, you need to hire engineers, you need to go through a site plan process. There's a several pages, one, two pages of requirements to go ahead and do that. My point is, the average homeowner is not going to be able to do that. You're going to have to hire somebody that really knows. Did you know the buyer? Uh, I did not know the buyer. I believe the buyer was out of town. I did not know the buyer. It was crazy. It was 150 people for one bleeping piece of property. An auction and the courthouse steps got a, a level of energy to it. I have not been to many. I've been to two. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Um, it's, it's fun if you got a, a big enough pocketbook. Uh, but, it, it, you know. To, it's even to, fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Just get through the auction end of it. Did you get to raise your hand? I, no. <laughs> I, uh, I actually brought my umbrella with me thinking I was going to, you know, because it was, it was pretty deep. And, and they started off at the tax assessment, which was 350 which clearly it's a teardown. It wasn't worth it on that end of it. And a guy jumped in at 225 and I went, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. It was a lot of fun. There was actually four properties um, three in Albemarle County, and then one in the city. Give them the wrong. stat. This question is just going to jump on the feet. What was the stat again of uh, the last uh, courthouse tax assessment property? According to city officials, because I was standing next to them when, when they did that, and when it was over, she, the, they turned to me and said, the last time that they remember seeing anything like this in the city was seven years ago. Seven years ago. Wow. We don't do... It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. And if you read through all the paperwork that I did here and the research that we did, it actually, um, how it came together, there was a, a death. There was no living relatives. So this ended up being a court-ordered sale. That's the reason why it wasn't like a, a sold on the county court step. An attorney did it. It's a whole different process. Um, Randy O'Neill wants to know how much were the taxes delinquent? Fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. And the city's profit? Excuse me? And he says, and the city's profit. I wouldn't know what to... I don't quite understand the question. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Why, why, why would the city have well, I guess, profit? I guess maybe... The city... A future profit, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think, I, you know, so the way this process works at the court... So that's the other thing that is a little squirrely on this and not to get into it, but when you do these things as special warranty deeds, they're not general warranty deeds. Basically, you know, there could be something buried in there that you don't know about that you get to deal with on the back end of it. But basically, you know, two things happen. They pay their $300,000. The city 
the, the, the tax delinquent is paid off. They get it free of tax liens. But it's a specialty, and we should bring like somebody like Bill Tucker in and, and some of the folks from uh, Charlottesville Settlement to talk about what's the difference between the two of them. But generally, you want a, you want a general uh, 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 deed on it, which covers everything going backwards, uh, I think it's 60 years. Roger Voisin, I watched hey, the Roger. program. He says it's the uh, boarded up house That's exactly right. across from the cemetery. That's exactly right. It's a teardown. I've walked it. I had Miss Utility mark everything out because sometimes these things have utility easements running through the property and so forth and so on. I scratched together a plan to go ahead and make it work. But even with the bonus density from uh, affordable housing, we probably only could get about five units on there um, to make it work right and, and flow right. And the math just did. At 200 was a good number. 300 is not a good number. We just couldn't get the math to work. Uh, this question. Um, are most of the winners of properties on the courthouse steps out-of-market winners? No. Um, this guy I've never seen before, so I, I don't know who he is, but the typical players were there. The local players were there. That, who are the local uh, players? Well, I, I just know him by face. Um, there's a couple of real estate agents I know that was there and a couple of nonprofits. All, all the nonprofits were there. I'm, not so sure I want to rattle off some names on, on that end of it, just to be respectful yeah, yeah, yeah. for them on it. But there were nonprofits and so forth and so on. But, you know, the city was there also going to make a bid on it if, if it didn't go over a certain number, but it did. And back to the profit end of it, I think the question probably is um, when somebody goes back and redevelops this, then it's increased value, which means there's increased tax revenue going to the city and, and what that ultimately becomes is depending on what the development plan is which, uh, which we now know is a major development plan. So whoever's going to develop that there's you know hundred thousand plus minimum hundred grand in in engineering work and architectural work and submittal work before uh, it gets approved multiple folks uh and this is the i, I mentioned this pr uh, to you prior to the show want us to talk about 303 Alderman Road. Sure. Is that uh, something? Oh, look at that. He's got his computer open. Is that the one for a million? That's the million in Lewis Mountain. Yeah, I know this one well. Yeah. I actually met with the agent yesterday on it. You uh, met? Okay. Young agent. Um, I'll be a little, I've got to be a little careful about the conversation on this one. Uh, asking my advice um, from a development perspective. And because he, it's being marketed. It's, what, what, how would yeah. you care? A brick rancher? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. But so it's it, in Lewis Mountain neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. A coveted neighborhood. Yeah. So it's, it's a teardown. Wow. Well, I, in order to capitalize on the density there, you got to I mean, tear. someone could purchase this to live in. They could. They could. But I think what they're doing is, is their marketing approach on it is for the use of the new zoning that's all their entire marketing campaign yeah. was based on upzoning. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's it's to characterize it as a teardown is No, no. Okay, the world not, we live in, good lord. Yeah, let me let me try it a different way. In order to capitalize on the density, yeah. you've got to tear it down. No, I I understand yeah. that, but yeah. someone could buy this as a and they could fix it up. Also, what could happen is their adjoining neighbors are not exactly happy about zoning. They could turn around and buy it themselves they can pull money together and go ahead and buy it can we show photos of 303 alderman on on yeah, screen sure if you'd like all right j-dubs i'm going to send you the uh 
send you some picks. Uh, 303 Alderman Road, $1 million asking price in the Lewis Mountain neighborhood. Um, the entire marketing campaign behind this listing that went public three days ago yeah. is upzoning. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and the Recently agent- transitioned from R1 to RB zoning. Yeah. Why don't we start there? Yeah, so, I mean, the agent that I spoke to on it um, wanted my professional opinion on zoning and this document and so forth and so on. So I don't want to, I want to be respectful to that conversation. Uh, but, you know, I, honestly, you know, it's a 0.31 acre lot. When you start digging into the zoning ordinance and start digging into what's required in, in a major development plan, it, I think it's very difficult. And I've said this to this gentleman, this is going to be very difficult to capitalize on the density that is now allowed. Why you say that? It's just phys- it's it's geometrics, right? It's, it's ge- geometry. Excuse me, right? You've you've got setbacks, you've got height requirements, right? You've got all these different requirements to do that to fit this square peg in a round hole, and it might not fit. Matter of fact, my advice to the agent was in. Now I'm putting my developer builder hat and on. And Judas getting these photos on screen for you here very shortly. Shortly. I I'm, Facebook messaged you them. Go I'm ahead. Putting my developer builder hat on here and, and one who consults for people to help do projects like this. Um, the first thing I would do if, if, if this was, I would hire somebody like Shimp Engineering and, and go ahead and start the process from a site plan perspective, right? Start going through the page and a half to two pages of these items, and as you start building up uh, the plan, you start working on your entitlement on it, right? So when somebody walks in to do that. The other thing is, um, you know, as I read, read this a little bit more, these projects are going to be very difficult from a, from a technical perspective to put together. And Why do you say that? It's just, if you... You just have to go through the list. It's everything from erosion control plans to, to utility plans. This is a major site plan work. And the math has just got to have to add up. I'm looking at the pictures right now, which I have not done until just just now. I mean, to your point, somebody could probably buy that for a million bucks, put a half a million three quarters of a million into it to kind of dress it up um, and just, I mean, just live in it. And live there. It, it's a great location. I, mean, I don't even know if they need to go three quarters of a million, I'd say. Well, I'm looking through the pictures right now. Probably I mean, half I, a million. I mean, it needs a new roof. It needs new windows. You know, we don't know about the HVAC system and the eating system. You got those you know, photos? All you know? these different, all these different things. Them. Put them on screen. But it's a tight lot. It's, Most it's, of them there are. It's a tight lot. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, thing. So I think what you're, you know, going back to the low-hanging fruit, I think you're going to see minor, and I, we've, we've talked about this on the show before, I think you're going to see the minor, which is now duplexes, two units. So that's an existing unit, maybe an auxiliary dwelling unit on it. Um, I was hopeful that they would allow up to three as a minor, because basically, when you read the minor, it doesn't require architectural plans, serve it, you know, uh, engineering, so forth and so on. Uh, but anything over two does. So, 
you know, you'll, I think you'll see some low-hanging fruit. And, and the, the question is, is if I'm buying something at top end, does two work, right? No way. I don't think it does. Yeah, no way. Ray Cadell, welcome to the program. Hey, Thank you for joining us. Viewers and listeners, let us know your thoughts. Bill McChesney, hello. Thank you for watching the program. Katie Sup- Pearl, Sup- thank you for watching the program. Super Dave. Ellie Tucker, welcome to the program. Hey, Ellie, how are you? Fantastic. Rob Neal, welcome to the program. Thank you kindly for joining us. A couple of real estate investors watching the program right now. Well, well I, I ask them, does this look like uh, it makes sense to you? Kyle Miller, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, home builder, Jesse Rutherford, what do you think? Developer, Cully Baggett, what do you think? Commercial broker, John Neal, what do you think? Brittany Gray, what do you think? You're in the game. What are your yeah. thoughts on this? Yeah. Valerie, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Valerie Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, the, it's going to require a lot of math and a lot of money to figure out what you actually can do with this. And, and, the, and the reason why I think the low-hanging fruit is going to be the minor two units is, you know, if, if Jerry and I, let's put our developer hats on, and we were going to buy this and do this, I'm not so sure I want to be the first one. Right. Right. It's kind of like never buy the first year. First of, to market gets slaughtered. Never buy the first generation of a car. Right. Let that kind of go through a couple of cycles. Let them figure out what's going on. So, I, I, but I may be wrong. You know, there, there may be people with, with some cash that want to park it somewhere or something in it. But if you're looking at to develop this, they've, they've got to run a few projects through this system. And this will get changed. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the, the, the how they're going to implement it in it. Matter of fact, I was asked already, are they going to start changing the zoning ordinances? The, what? <laughs> yeah. It just went live last Monday. Yeah, literally got asked Who, that. who, who asked you that? Uh, somebody in a coffee shop that recognized me and said, so when are they going to start changing? And I said, yeah. Uh, Kathy Carpenter, welcome to the program. I talked about this yesterday on the show. Four homes in that neighborhood have hit the market within the last month. Yeah, and that may be a result of this, right? That may be a result of people wanting to, to move out. It could be a normal cyclical thing. It could be this conversation that we're talking about that, okay, maybe this is you know full, full throttle spring market, right? People that have been trying to put their houses on the market for a while just pulled the trigger. That could be circumstance, you know, circumstantial. It may be the circumstances there. Uh, the other... The, you know, the other part of it might be people wanting to get out. I've had conversations with folks that, okay, I want to sell and move on. But when they start understanding the complexity of what it takes to do that, they start rethinking that. I've had a couple of people rethink, rethink that. Mike Plecker watching the program. Hey, Michael Plecker. He says that a million, it would have to be completely upgraded and turnkey to fit into the comps for, for a home of that size in that area. I would agree. Break, break down what he's saying. Yeah, what he's saying is what I said. I, One of the I, Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops. You know, I, I, looking at the pictures quickly, we're not walking through it. You know, you know the old renovation adage. If you think it's going to be a dollar, it always costs you two. Please tell that to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> quickly. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So the Mets, are, I don't think they're going to do very good. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have way too res- much respect for Mrs. Miller. Plus, I... Well, let's just leave that alone. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I think that's between a half a million and seven fifty. Landscape, get it done. Go ahead and, and kind of get where you're at for the market. And you know, Lewis Mountain, you know, 
125 is kind of where the market is there, right? You know, plus or minus, depending on the... Say one, one, one five and up? Yeah, well, depending on the house and, and exact location in it. So, you know, uh, you know, if you're going to fully utilize the current zoning there, you need to tear that, you need to spend some money to design it, to go through the engineering, and that could take forever because they, you know, they got this whole 45-day reset in this, right? So you submit the things. If it's not complete, you get it back. You got to do it for another 45 days. They send back comments, and then there's another 45 days. And Keep those photos coming through, Judah. Folks are asking for so, it. So, it's, so the timeline on the, on the major is going to be substantial. We're talking 303 Alderman Road for those who are just tuning in. Questions are coming in fast and furious. Keith Smith, keep fast going. Fast and furious. Uh, wasn't that like a TV? Isn't that like a movie series? Uh, the Fast and the Furious. Fast and and Furious. you look very much like Vin don't, Diesel. Don't do that. You're, you're, you're the uh, real estate version of Vin Diesel. Yeah, Can yeah, you yeah. put your bicep in the air and flex it? Yeah, Come yeah, on, Vin. Yeah. 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 Uh, welcome back, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Yancey says, whomever owns that house and has that listing needs a reality check. Uh, you know... I, I, I don't disagree with the approach, right? It's outside of the box. Let's see what the market tells us. I mean, the approach is basically completely disregard this for primary residents. Again, I don't necessarily... Dis- I applaud them for the attempt, and I don't disagree with the approach, and there may be the buyer out there that... I mean, let, let, let's paint the scenario, right? Ten th- there's a lot of 1031 money out there, right? This could be a 1031 purchase, right? So they're not, everybody understands what a 1031 exchange is. Well, right? you should set the, set the stage. Yeah, so what a 1031 exchange is, so if I'm an investor or I am selling property that was investment property, right, for X dollars and I made a million dollars on it, right, I've got a million dollars, and if I don't want to pay taxes to the government, I need to deploy that million dollars in another purchase for another investment. That's the very simplest terminology. There's timelines and all this kind of great stuff. So I can see that, you know, if I got a million bucks and I want to park it somewhere, I'll just buy it, right? So it, it may not make sense from a development perspective or living in a perspective, but it could make sense to a 1031 person that says, okay, look, I'll go ahead and do that. I got some extra cash. I'll spend 100 grand, kind of figure out what it's going to look like look at how much it's going to cost to fix it up because I could pivot for that. I can throw a bunch of college kids in it, right, because it's close enough to the university. Oh, there's grad students all over Lewis Mountain. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there could be a play for that. But if you're looking at it strictly from a penciling out, not having any of these other factors that's imp- you know, part of what, you, what needs to happen for you... Um, it's going to be hard to get that to pencil out. Uh, Brian's got a great question for you. Um, and Nikki Kruger, welcome to the program. She works over at Coast, uh, CoStar Group. Um, I'll throw this to you. This is a great question from Brian. Well, Go Coast, ahead. CoStar is awesome. Uh, Neil Williamson, welcome to the program. Hey, Neil's going to be on the show on Friday with yep. Dave Norris. Yep. Albert Graves, welcome to the program. Lisa Costello, thank you for joining us. Great question um, from Brian. He says, what would it cost Keith to tear down this house and have all the plans ready to go. I'm not talking doing any of the development work except for the tear down and the plans. Yeah, so, so that's what Basically I mean. Basically giving a ter- 
you know, would, call, would you say that's a turnkey project? So, so that's the term entitled. Okay. Right? So that's when value starts going up. So if I, and again, I, this Keith is... Keith Smith dropping diamonds it's today. A, it's just what I do. I know. <laughs> I right? love it. Uh, so, and I want to be respectful to the agent because he's a really awesome young man and, and he's trying hard and he's, he's really awesome. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I want only the best for him and success for what he's trying to do. So what I told him, and I'm going to actually have lunch with, again with him and kind of go through this, the best way to get that million dollars or get the money that they want to get out of that is they have to entitle it. Well, that means they have to start going through this process here. Right, and that means you got to get your engineering done. Go ahead and get a contractor in there to tear it down. Ballpark that's probably a forty to fifty grand t- teardown. Now I haven't read this in great detail yet. Um, I can tell you in certain jurisdictions that have done this uh, zoning rewrite, Minneapolis, Seattle, and Portland in particular. I'm 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 in tuned with this. They actually don't allow you in those jurisdictions to bulldoze down a piece of property, you have to disassemble it. Hmm. Literally have to disassemble it. Uh, you can't just go in there with a D8 and a Traco and crunch it, crunch it up. Seem the easy way. And go in there and do that. Well, they, re- they, re- they require you to literally disassemble <clears throat> the house. I don't see any of that there. I don't see any in the ordinances. I don't see that coming. But there is a process. Oh, by the way, if you're going to, disasse- if you're going to tear the house down, they're going to make you... They, meaning the, the, the utility company, because I've done this before, they're going to make you open up the street, shut off the taps, into, assuming the water's in the street, assuming the sewer's in the street, disconnect everything right back to the pipe. And then when you're ready to connect, you've got to dig everything back up and reconnect instead of saying, okay, why can't I just leave the connections at the property line and then move out? So they're going to make you do that. And I know that because I helped a client do this on Montrose not too long ago where we had to disas- we d- demolish the house. We have to tear everything up, post bonds, do everything up, repave the street, re-put everything back in, and then start going through the site plan process and then reconnect everything again. What did that cost? Them. Yeah, 18. Let me see. It was 18, 19 grand was the bond. Uh, it was probably about 25 grand. The bond was 18. It was about 25 grand to tear it back up, reseal everything back up, resleeve everything back up. Who they, does that kind of work? Oh, any you know, most excavators can do that. Okay. Most utility guys or gals or people can go ahead and do that. So I'm looking at the ordinance for RB as we're talking. Voisinet says 20K minimum to tear down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's not including what I just went to the, the whole soapbox I got on about the utilities going into that. Now, the utilities could be in an alleyway, right, behind the building. I, I don't, haven't done enough research on it to determine what that is, right? But usually they're in the street, right? And that's a big thing. That's a big process to go through. Keith Smith on fire. It's um, the coffee. I like it. It's kicking in. It's the coffee. Uh, Yancey says that's a hundred. Coffee and the Ricola. Ricola. Yancey says a hundred k remodel and put it back on the on the on the market. Yeah, that's assuming a hundred k gets it. That's not a bad. 
I mean, again, we got to look at it, right? He says that property is a build or redo, 100000 and it's back on the market. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see that. Uh, it depends, right? You know, For the I, neighborhood, I don't see that. Well, he may be right, right? The roof may be good. The windows may be good. I'm just looking at pictures, and yeah, it looks like the roof is no good. That's like what I'm windows, saying. Windows are no good. Um, you know, the HVAC system may be new. I don't know. But I'll, get, I'll do this. I'll get eyes on it. Uh, before Friday's show. Okay. Take I a mean, look at it. you know. But I, I, my, my gut's a half a million. I, and your gut's generally pretty, pretty right about yeah, this. I'm, I, I, yeah, your estimates are pretty damn, pretty I, damn good. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. If I, you know what? If, after 35 years, if I'm not close, I might as well pack up and He's go He's been home. doing this since 1987, <clears throat> ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Viewers and listeners, comments, yeah. put them in I mean, feed. the kitchen's got to be redone. I, 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 I guarantee. Neil Williamson liking what he's seeing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but I'm, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the requirements for the density over here and the building coverage and the maximum amount of coverage of the lot and what the sideline setbacks need to be and what the setbacks for the front and the rear need to be. And I'm just, you know, not to go over a whole set of things, um, but that... Um, to maximize the density on that, it's shrinking that building envelope down big time on it. You know, maybe somebody, you know, may, maybe the right answer on that is um, buy the building. Let's assume Kevin is right, 100 grand, let's call it 100, what, whatever the number is, and build a second unit on it. So now I don't have to go, now I'm in a minor subdivision, minor, and I have to go through all this crap, uh, uh, excuse me, all this stuff that's required. I'm telling you, Anything over two, if you don't do this for a living, it's going to be hard. To, you know, the, the average owner is not going to do that. And maybe that's intently done that way. I think that's an excellent explanation. Really? I got one right? You got one right. Holy schmoly. You get one right what all time the time. What time is it? 10.53. Bye. Because Stan's a high note. I know. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, out, high of, I'm out of here. He uh, gets one right all the time. This is a great question right here. Does Keith think that the sale of this property is a reflection of A, upzoning, B, escalating costs to live in houses tied to taxes or other items, or C, a seller trying to cap- capitalize on a hot market? Great question. So the answer is all of the above. Oh, I knew you were <laughs> Yes. That was a lo- that was yes. a softball. Who threw me the, the softball? The answer is uh, Grayson right around the corner from us. Grayson, in North thank Northtown. you for the softball. He uh, says, "Yes, Grayson." <laughs> yeah, thank you for the softball. It, it it it's a seller who's trying to capitalize the best that they can on the current circumstances, right? I mean, that's just the way it is, right? So they're trying to capitalize on the zoning change. Literally gets listed. I just a couple of days after upzoning is greenlit. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's okay, right? I have no problem with it. Yeah, I mean that that's the, this is the new rules, and now you're playing with the by the rules. Upzoning was greenlit two Mondays ago. Yeah, and within two within a few days after yeah. it's greenlit, the entire market. So this is, is one on to upzoning. watch. This is the one to watch closely, right? This is what is it called, Judah? Litmus lip, lip, test. Litmus test. Lit miss. Lit miss test. Are we three shot in Judah and bringing him in the mix? We haven't done him yet. Uh, but he does have a microphone. He does, I know. He came prepared. That's why I want to give him some props. And today. you know what? You didn't do your 
a voice of God show intro today. Hold on. Oh, he doesn't have the three <laughs> shot. Damn it, Judah. I did, I did say... Uh, I did say quiet on the set. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There we you love go. the quiet. And That's, and the amazing people love that actually. And the amazing thing is, we were quiet. <laughs> we were we're general. We've listened to the man. Well, he scares me. We listen to the man. I mean, he, you never know. You know, I could be talking here, and he could be having all this whatever these. You know what I'm talking about? The people you could put up like funny faces. Oh yeah, on, stuff. Like he could that. do that. Now he's there's not a bad vote in this man's body here. What was the word? You're helping Keith, Keith Smith. Litmus. Litmus. Lit, yeah, those little pieces of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. litmus test. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, the litmus test, or one of them, how to do it. I, I just think you're going to see minor. I'm sticking to my original prediction. You're going to see minor. Now we know it's only it's two and below on it. That's going to be somewhat the low-hanging fruit, right? And, you know... I just don't know how much the math is going to work on it. The, the, major, the major is it's going to be a substantial amount of work to do that. So this is probably between teardown and um, uh, what's required for site plan process, excluding <laughs> bonds and all that great stuff, every bit of 100 grand. That was the 100 grand I was throwing out. Keith Smith on fire today. Uh, it's great to have this man back in the uh, it's in the great studio. To have you here. Back. I know, I know. I've been uh, on the DL for man. For those that didn't know, didn't catch the show yesterday. I was on the DL from Wednesday night until Monday morning with the bubonic plague. Uh, the well, sickest I've that, ever been. People really think the <laughs> sickest I've ever been in my life. The bubonic plague. I had like scurvy and the bubonic plague all mixed into one. Did not one. have scurvy. Did not. Uh, it was horrendous. It was, it was the depths of despair. Um, you, you, uh, we are fast approaching. If I don't know, I've got to double check this. When our year number five? I think I think we're there. Are we there? I don't know. Well, you're, it's real talk with Keith Smith. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think we're either at or close or a little over or somewhere around. Uh, here's the sales guy coming out. Five years. Five years. I've, you've never taken a day off. I never. I, I love my job. You've never taken a day if off. If I'm not here doing work, the old dude has taken a few days. I off. if trust me. It, it, uh, it has to be, I couldn't get out of bed. Lori Fincham, welcome to the program. We love when you watch the show. Um, all right, so this question, multiple people are saying on the feed, you guys have a fantastic chemistry and dynamic. Thank you that. Thank you for that. Um, I enjoy it. I, I really... So do I. I, I. I had the option to do Monday on my own, and I wouldn't do it. Oh. I wouldn't do it. There you go. You're saying or Wednesday. Or not Monday. Friday. Friday. Excuse Friday me. on your own. Yeah. Could have done it. You've done it before. I, I, I just don't have the fun. Yeah, yeah. And the dynamic is two guys shooting the, the bull, you know, with some microphones and some well, people watching. What are we going to shoot a poor bull for? Well, why do we got to shoot the bull? Why does the bull got to get shot, you Oh, you're missing the second part of the bull. That's yeah. The, that's the that's why you shoot the bull. Um, this question's come in here. Um, Keith said at the beginning of the show that rates aren't impacting this market. Why are they impacting other markets then and not this one? Or not impacting. Yeah. Well... Because we have more. There's a wealth. Yeah. Uh, we have more buyers that are capable of either coming up with enough down payment to offset uh, the monthly <laughs> payment or make enough money that it's not an issue. I mean, we just, I mean, we, we looked at it real quickly. We had, um, let me hold on a second here because I've, 
I've got too many things open here. But we had 88 went pending. Yeah, we went 88 went pending the last um, seven days. Now, they haven't closed, right? So this is all the jurisdictions. This is new construction. This is, this is a huge um, you know, swath of our six jurisdictions and, uh, and property types. It's attached, detached, new construction, not. Our, our average sales price is 547 that's we don't know what the closed price is going to be but or and uh i can look i can look because yvonne's watching i can look at i'm trying to get better you're doing a great job i can look at what is sold in the last seven days and gain same uh, footprint so forth and so on it's 531 Right, was the average seven days on market was the median at 44 days on average. And I can tell you how much of that was cash real quick while you're looking at other questions. Uh, what's, um, is it Aqua? What's uh, Lake Monticello? Aqua Virginia. Aqua pit? Virginia. Is, uh, people oh. are asking, oh, God, I don't know if you want to go down the road in Aqua Virginia. And the fact that they got every, this is, okay, you ready for this one? Can I tell the cash thing first? Yeah, you can tell the cash thing here. <laughs> and then I'll try to stretch this out for, I know. <laughs> for another <laughs> 15, 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> Aqua Virginia has been in the news lately. It's always been in the news. Well, I, it's been in the news. Do you world. really want to go down this road? Well, the, I'm, I'm just following what they're saying. Oh, God. Sometimes I wonder. I think, nah. Why would I bring up Aqua Virginia? I don't know. Just because you like to watch me squirm in my chair. Dan Pettit, welcome to the program. Um, so out of uh, 40 total transactions that closed in the last seven d- days, nine of them were cash. So we're starting to see cash transactions week over week, at least as I'm tracking them, drop a little bit. The percentage of them starting to drop. Um, and I'll, I've got another 14 minutes to milk this. The... Um, <laughs> the <clears throat> I think, so somebody would ask, well, what is that, Keith? Because <laughs> I think people are, are, cash is being just, everybody's kind of cycled through cash. We've gone through the cash We've buyers. gone through the cash. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean that you don't have this north, northeast, or even internal locally, right? Because people are averaging in a roughly $300,000 nationwide of, of, a, of equity in their property. So they are walking out of property A with a little bit of cash. Uh, but it's not enough cash to buy at an average of five and change, right, is, is the, the, the average on it. All right, talk to me about Aqua. Let me have a recola while you're doing All it. All right, uh, this, is a, this is it. The, uh, our water s- bills with Aqua Virginia are getting absurd. When has this become a problem that impacts property values? It has not impacted property values for ages. There you go. Um, uh, I happen to live there, lived there since 1987. Um, probably know more about this whole Aqua Virginia stuff more than anybody does because I was connected with it with my development uh, world. I was also part of teams trying to bring water and sewer over the decades to Zion's, to Zion's Crossroads um, on the behalf of the county just to be a pro at the table on it. Um, <clears throat> but um, it, it doesn't impact it. Um, uh, uh, I, I can't go into details, but Yon and I just sold one at the Acres. You know, it just was, went pending. It went pending. Yeah, good job. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, so you know, it's not slowing things down, and we can pull Lake Monticello out 
and and take a look at the days on market and things turning around. It's not impacting the market. What it is impacting is when you buy it and you have a good agent working with you uh, to go ahead and make sure that you understand you're buying a house for X dollars, but your taxes are Y, right? Your HOAs are Z and your water is X. I can tell you the other thing that's going on because I live there. My freaking electric bill is going through the roof. Hmm. My electric bill this month was higher than my water and sewer. What do you attribute that to? Um, we probably... Um, you guys getting crazy in the, the basement? Uh, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to know, my friend. Which crazy are we talking about? I don't need about? to know. Leave it alone. I don't need to know. Well, you started. I did start. Uh, yeah, yeah I, no, it's a great question. Me and Mrs. Smith are going to look at it. it it's uh, It went up, but... Yeah, it's it's not it's. I mean, I can look at it quickly, but it you know t- from a tertiary review. That's another big word. Um, review. And did I do that Judah, right? Three shot, three shot. Did I Judah. do that right? Oh, Judas giving the disapproving, yeah, oh, the disapproving the, grin. I got the with, um, a, just, with a C, huh? With a C, cursory. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said tertiary. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. You're T right. and it's C. <laughs> How do you say oil? Oil? Earl. Oil. Yeah, Earl. Oil. 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 Earl. Earl. No, no, oil. No, 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 no. Earl. When I was Earl. in Savannah, I couldn't say oil. Oil. Earl. Earl. It was oil. You got to swallow. A, I'm an oil, oil painter. Coal. I'm an oil painter. Earl. Earl. <laughs> you got to kind of swallow it. Earl. Like, like the first letter doesn't really exist. How do you say foliage? Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty quick. That was so good. <laughs> Genuine laughter on the set. Yeah, I, I, that, that's I've a rarity to, so get, to get to get uh, the Judah to laugh. Look, uh, if anybody, if, if anybody, we only got ten minutes left. So if anybody really wants to take a deep dive into the history of water at Lake Monticello, please reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to go through through the history. There's. Two things I'm going to say, which I'm probably going to get myself into trouble. Mm. Haven't done that in a couple of weeks. No. Um, one is who oversees Aqua Virginia? Tell us. SCC. Oh, you've said this before. Yeah. Go ahead. And the SCC is in all privately owned utilities books. And they actually require them to make money. So I don't know if this is the case with this current rate increase. Uh, but in other cases, I've seen it. I've been part of it. I guess that's why the question's being asked, because there was a rate increase, right? Well, they're proposing a rate increase. But it also could be the SCC saying you will increase your rates. There is a possibility. I don't know. I'm not into the, into the weeds on this particular rate, rate increase. Um, one quick thing, if, if you should be in a house that is of certain years, let's say the 80s or the 90s, and there wasn't low-flow toilets, there weren't low-flow um, uh, shower heads or that kind of thing, um, take a look at that. They're pretty easy to do from Lowe's. You know, you could do a DYI on that or reach out to me and, or ISC and, uh, or whoever, and, and we'll point you in the right direction. But you can try to reduce your water intake. The other thing is um, the way you know how they figure out the sewer bill? Tell us. How much water comes in. 
So they're assuming if you bring a gallon in, a gallon's going out. So that's how they, they do that. Beth Dunlop, Marcus, watching the program. She says, I put an offer for a house in Colthurst two weeks ago in the market one week and contract accepted a cash offer, no contingencies, 200000 over asking, closing the first week in March. And where was this now? Uh, Colthurst Farm. Is, yeah. Was that uh, 104 Tally Ho Drive, Beth Dunlop, Marcus? 104 Tally Ho Drive. <clears throat> That was the, the, the White House right off of Barracks. Mm-hmm. You know the one I'm talking about? I do, I do. Uh, 104 Tally Ho Drive. If so, we briefly looked at that one too, Beth Marcus. And she is 100% right. 200K above list price, all cash. I mean, it's a beautiful home. It's on a beautiful lot. Great setback from the road. Looks very Hamptonese from the, uh, very Hamptons-esque from the road. Great front porch, beautiful white kitchen, open layout. I mean, gorgeous. She's highlighting the fact that this went, and this is the queen of I, one of the queens of Ivy, Beth Marcus, that it went under contract and 200K above ask immediately. Sure. And agreed to let the seller stay one week free. Yeah. Micro markets matter. It's got a finished. Uh, what, what, I, I've heard that somewhere. No, you know what's crazy? <laughs> this is what's crazy is when. It's, so uh, I'm we, just going to sit and drink my coffee. <laughs> Keith and uh, the family, Keith and my family, have spent some time together over the last couple of weeks outside of the studio. And not only am I utilizing his his terminology and his language, but my wife is now utilizing it and utilizing it in conversation against Keith in certain circumstances. She watches the so the show so religious. She does. She does. She does. In fact, I, I didn't even share this with you about the open house conversation. Uh, we'll talk about this off air. But she made reference to shows about the value of the open house as it pertains to the seller themselves or how it pertains to the realtors themselves. She said, I remember on this episode, he said this. We need to change our times. Verbatim, she said. We need to change our times. This is what he said on this episode. Then we know we need to negotiate our time change so so we so we don't do this while Zach is taking a nap. I know, God, I know. <laughs> it's okay. Yvonne does it to me. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm wrong, oh, you know what? If I'm wrong or open mouth, insert foot. I hope people tell me because that's how do I get better. He said this about them on this episode. But now this is about you. So. I know. <laughs> that was literally what was said last night. I think I just screwed something up right now. <laughs> oh, God. I miss you. This is a lot of fun. You know, you know, you know we, 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 um, we may not make any money. We may not do anything, but we sure as heck have fun doing what we're doing. Uh, Dan Pettit, Lake wants to increase HOA 3% and also extra ah, 150 per unit. Ah. Also, Aqua is concerned 30% increase from Aquasivo for us residents. Yeah. Um, so Dan, the mustache man, called out the other real thing that's going on at Lake Monticello, which is their they are running out of cash. This is why they were trying to sell the campground to offset some of the cash thing. And not to get into the weeds, but the HOA and the CNRs, the the covenants and restrictions of Lake Monticello basically requires, you've got to vote for anything. So the fact that you're going to get a simple majority of Lake Monticello 
owners to vote for a rate increase is not going to happen. I'll bet a bottle of bourbon it doesn't happen because it has to go out for a ballot to be voted on. But then the question is, is well, hold it, if you don't have enough cash and you need to do something or you're running out of cash, where's that cash going to come from? Where's that cash going to come from, Jerry? Is that a special assessment? Well, maybe not, you know. Um, special assessments, uh, uh, Dan can help me out. I haven't reviewed the documents of special assessment for a while, so I may be wrong. I may, Lauren may call me out on this. Uh, but um, I believe that requires a vote also, but I'm not a 1,000% sure. But what they're going to do is they're going to start increasing the fees because they control that, you know, transfer fees. Right, they've gone. Talk about a number that's gone up over the years. That went from like zero. I think that's eight hundred bucks now, something like that. So every time a home buyer buys or sells, there's a transfer fee that that happens. So they're going to have to come up with creative ways to go ahead and raise the capital. Because I you know that's Michael like, Plecker wants to know if you just bet another bottle of bourbon. I did bet another bottle of bourbon. Yeah, I definitely bet another bottle. Ke- Kevin Yancey says the average. <laughs> I'm looking at the bar. We need to bet another the bottle. Av- we still got two good bottles of bourbon. Uh, yeah. uh, Kevin Yancey says the average increase on assessments in Augusta County is forty percent plus. I haven't looked at Augusta. Thank you for sharing. Forty percent plus, Judah. That does not increase. surprise me. And Augusta the, County. The, uh, my Flavana friends, wait till next year. Right now, you get a bu- this is a buy year, right? To use the old sports metaphor, they got a buy. We got a buy right now. Um, but next year is when the new tax assessments. You guys going to feel the sting? Oh, I know. I, I'm not. We've talked about this before. You know, I was able to to uh, show that what they wanted to tax me for my personal residence um, was wrong. I'm not going to be able to be able to do that next year. Big time, not going to be able to do that. So you're really going to feel the sting, is what you're saying? Oh, my! I, I proved right that my dollar amount that I pay is the same as a house that sold in. Last year in, in Glenmore. Oh, uh, yeah. You did prove that. You right. proved that on the talk show. Yeah, and I actually might be paying more cash next year. Dan Pettit says that's an attorney question, Keith. It is. He's right. Well, I've, I've got a sweet talk. I've got a meeting with Bill Tucker. and His wife's watching. Bill Tucker. Yeah, I've got a meeting with Bill Tucker sometime this week, I think. I don't know. I have to double check my phone. I might sweet talk him to come in. He's always fun. Johnny Ornalis, Capasa Chico. Hey, Johnny. How's it going, brother? Beth, welcome to the program. Mark, we love when you watch the program. Um, wow, you got a lot of realtors watching today. Rebecca Downey, hello. Chris Fairchild, still watching the program. Sarah Hill Buchensky, hello. Love when you watch the show. Supervisor Pruitt, we should get him on the program. Yeah, I'm in. Um, met him. Gracie Haynes, welcome to the show. Met him for the first time at a planning district commission meeting. He was very impressive. Really, if he's watching, um, he asked really good questions. Mike Pro against some props. He made he asked some really good too. questions. Uh, my only advice is, you know, keep on asking questions. I think at some point he was kind of saying that, you know, am I asking silly questions? And there's no such thing as a silly question. So uh, keep on asking questions, brother. Michael Plecker says property assessments and interest rates are hurting the Shenandoah Valley much more than Central Virginia. Yeah, because where did everybody go to buy homes in the unicorn years, right? Where did they go? And where are they going now? Right? I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at what did we say, um, the last seven days. Also of, a little bit deeper pockets on this side. 
of the yeah, mountain. Yeah, and, and that's... And the deeper pockets can withstand it. And that's why we are 123,300. 123,300 and cut, uh, counting. Excuse me? And counting. And counting, yeah. The household income. Yeah, and I, 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 we, we run, we're out of time here. But, Median. But I would uh, like to take a look at what it is on the other side of the mountain. We've done that on a previous show. It's clearly not that amount on it. So, um, Friday, we got Super this Dave. This show was so fun. I enjoy our time together. Uh, Friday is Super Dave and Neil. <laughs> Super Dave and Neil. Neil Williamson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the uh, Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors Foundation. So those real estate agents that are out there watching, tune in. I might end up doing touching some folks via messages to, to chime in and ask questions of our guests. I'm looking forward to it. And um, Neil's always fun to have on. You, you know, we, we, we know it, uh, we'll, we'll see what... what what we comes out of Neil's wonderful brain on Friday. President, Free Enterprise Forum, Neil Williamson. Judah Wickhauer, Donate to him, please. of this talk show. Keith Smith, star of the show. Real Talk with Keith Smith. Five-year anniversary. We should figure it out that very yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. I think it's over, actually. I think it, we passed. It depends on what you count, right? If you count when we were doing your noon show. No, no, no. no, no. Nope. We're not counting we, that. We should not count that. We, we should be based that. on the first episode of Real Talk with Keith Smith yeah, I don't, when we had a sock camera. Yeah, that's right. sock camera. Remember <laughs> some of the crazy things we did. Oh, dude, don't the tights, the butter show. I know she brought that up too. First thing she said to you when she walked in, she wanted me to make sure I seen her butter. Her butter. That's Hold right. Hold it. <laughs> yeah, like the actual butter. Actual butter. Actual yeah. butter. Yeah. Uh, the show's archived on realtalkwithkeysmith.com. Click the partners tab. The folks you can trust in the supply Please. chain we call real estate. I love Seville Show, guys. This is up in one hour and 14 and, minutes. And go out to Zion's Crossroads and get yourself some, you know, not only the supply chain. You can go through the supply chain. El Mariachi. And then go out to uh, Zion's Crossroads for one heck of a lunch or dinner and maybe a little libation or there two. There you go. We love the team at El Mariachi, guys. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long, everybody. Yeah, man.